Welcome to Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're at Billy Joel, wasn't it fabulous? What a showman. What an amazing performer. I mean, Eden Park's not ideal acoustically, I guess, for somebody like Billy, but he made it work. The crowd made it work. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you were lucky enough to go as I was, then I hope you had a great night. We looked at getting a bus. My daughter and I attended the concert, and we looked at getting a bus from the North Shore because we thought that'd be easy. Things were going to be a bit tight because there were two children's birthday parties, and then we were hosting a four-year-old birthday party at ours for for the granddaughter. So, you know, everybody got Domino's pizzas at five and off you go. Hoots, well, hey, it's all down to a fine art now, children's birthdays par- birthday parties. So it was going to be running a bit tight, so we thought, well, you know, we'll catch bus, nice and easy. But then when Kate looked up the timetable, it was going to be an hour and a half to get there, which, you know, is a long time to be spending on a bus. Long time to be spent in any form of transportation when it's only a few kilometres away. So we got an Uber and we're there in 20. So... <sighs> When Michael Woods is trumpeting the $350 million transport choices package, which he claims people are just gagging for, desperate to see 397 new or upgraded bus stops, clamouring for 242 kilometres of cycleways to encourage the uptake of cycling, begging for more walkable neighbourhoods. I'm like, are they? Are they really, Michael? So 46 councils across New Zealand from large cities to small provincial towns will receive funding so that the communities have more transport options. He said the government is upgrading New Zealand's transport infrastructure system to make it safer, greener and more efficient for now and future generations to come. And, you know, good to be able to future-proof cities and towns But it's got to be efficient. It's got to be efficient, I would argue, even more than affordable. Because it's extremely affordable right now. My mum doesn't have her licence anymore. She's in Hamilton and there's a bus stop right outside. Brilliant. But quite often she is the only one on the bus. Even at peak times, even at weekends. It's subsidised. She's got the gold card. And it's like having your own chauffeur-driven Bedford to chug you into the, the base. You know, he seems to be arguing that if you build it, they will come. And I would argue that it's there already. And because it's inefficient, people don't use it. Where it is efficient, they do. So surely it's more about efficiencies than it is about just plonking them any old where. But no... The Transport Minister was on with Mike Hosking this morning and he says people are crying out for public transport. What communities tell us they want is they want better services. So in the Transport Choices Package we've announced yesterday, new bus bus priority measures in West Auckland and South Auckland, people where communities have been screaming out for this, as well as other simple measures we can put in place to make it easier and safer for kids to be able to get on their bike or walk to school, things that we did when we were kids. The fact of the matter, Mike, is that the rates of kids who walk or bike to school have plummeted in the last 30 years. It's below 10% in many places now. And consistently what parents tell us is that that they don't necessarily feel 
that it's safe for their kids to make their way to school, given the way that traffic can sometimes be at the moment. So we're talking about making simple changes that might make that a little bit easier for people to be able to let their their kids go to school. That's going to be good for those kids, and it'll get cars off the road and make it easier for the people who do need to take their cars to work in the morning. Now, I would argue, and social historians would argue, that it was the murder of Teresa Cormack in Napier 30-odd years ago that changed the habit of New Zealand kids walking or cycling to school. It was the fear of predators that stopped people letting their kids go to school by themselves, not the fear of traffic. If you go back through and have a look at any social historians' accounts of those times, that's what changed people's mindsets. Um, This is from a reporter who was living in Napier at the time of the murder. Parents stopped letting their children walk to school Vehicles began to congregate at school gates. Parents watched people they did not know suspiciously. There was a sudden consciousness. And that's exactly what happened. So I would dispute that a lack of cycling infrastructure is what changed people's habits, although that may be so now. I absolutely accept there is a place for building an infrastructure for the future, but I would disagree that this is what communities are are gagging for, are begging for. There are buses there right now that people are not using. They're being subsidised and people are not using them. I mean, seriously, what would it take to get you? I mean, I was looking at it. I thought that is nice and convenient. But then coming out of the concert too, the line to get a bus stretched almost back to Eden Park. And this was a good hour and a half after it finished. So... What, you, you stand in a queue and wait till 11.30 before you can get on a bus? No. It's got to be efficient. It's, it, I utterly dispute that parents change their mind about children being able to cycle or walk to school because the roads were unsafe. That's simply not true. That may be so now. But is there any world in which you would let your children cycle to school And is there any world in which you would get on a bus right now? I think some bus routes are efficient. Those people who desperately need them, like those who live in in smaller rural towns, you're not getting them because it's just simply not cost effective. So you're out on a limb, the ones who need it the most. It's this whole alternate universe that's out there where... You've got New Zealanders screaming for public transport. I just don't see it. But maybe that's just me. I would love to know if that's your primary means of getting around. If you would love it to be your primary means of getting around and what it would take to get you using public transport on a day-to-day basis. 